fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, darn right it is. Welcome into the program. It is another day in paradise. It is a Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration. We are the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Welcome in. What's up? Broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. As always, here on the show, lots to get to, lots to talk about today. As usual, bottom of the hour, it is election day. Not in this state, but we're going to talk with Jeff Weninger. He is a candidate for the Arizona State Treasurer. We'll talk with him about the campaign, some politics going on down in Arizona. Obviously a hot topic state to focus some attention on. But today is a primary day, so happy election day to those states that are involved in some big ones at that. Are we going to see... Some more red bleeding in. Now, obviously, it's not a general election, so we're not going to see seats flip, but we are going to see the stance that Republicans and Democrats are going to take moving forward in the states of Illinois, Colorado, and New York. These are crucial states in a red wave that's about to happen in November, and these states, all of them right now, are majoritively Democrat. Colorado used to be somewhat of a purple state. I love Colorado. I love you guys to death. I grew up in Colorado. I went to the broadcasting school in Colorado. I got involved originally in radio in Colorado. I grew up and graduated high school in Colorado. That's where the vast majority of my life has been. I love you, Colorado. I don't like being there right now because of the left-wing progressive takeover that has been there. And unfortunately, it was really a lot of it caused with the legalization of marijuana. Now, that's not to say that I don't support the legalization of marijuana in certain aspects. However, what it did to Colorado being the first one and with the people that came there from uh, from California kind of ruined the state. And with how large the population was, my little town of Bailey, Colorado, where I grew up and graduated high school, was about 45 minutes outside of Denver. And now in the mountains, that little bitty mountain town, 45 minutes outside, is essentially a suburb of Denver. That's how crazy that place has gotten. I go up to visit every once in a while, and I guess I haven't in a while, but the last time I went up to visit, it's almost like Denver City highways of that little bitty road winding up the mountain to the town, and it takes forever. It's no longer a 45-minute drive. It's over an hour, and it drives me nuts. So, Colorado, great state, and we need to start shifting back the other direction a little bit, please. The pendulum is swinging, and there are some hot races that we'll get to here in just a second with that state because we could, we can, we could flip it back and make it uh, back into at least a purple state instead of a deep blue state. But when you have city council members in Denver itself saying that they are a full-blown known communist, and I don't say that as like name-calling, they literally call themselves communists, and they don't believe that anybody that owns a home within city limits of Denver should actually have the property rights of that home because, well, it's a commune. The state and the city should actually have a say in that property, not you as an individual. There should be no property ownership within city limits. Those are direct quotes from a gal that at least was, I think she still is a city council member, for the city of Denver. So we have some work to do, Colorado. Let's get into gear. And if you're in the state, which I know you are, and many of you are, then turn out to vote. Make sure you have your voice heard today and represent that big red wave that's going to happen in November. State of Illinois, 
uh, I love you guys as well. You're, I don't, I don't like to say lost cause, but you definitely have a lot of work to do in the state of Illinois. When you have to declare bankruptcy because you have no more money, because you have idiots in Chicago that pretty much dominate the entire state, I feel really bad for I- Illinoisans. Is that what, Illinoisans? Is that what you call yourselves? <laughs> and we have a lot of listeners in Illinois, too, so I apologize for my lack of knowing what to call you. But you guys have your primary today. Let's represent. Maybe we can start shifting that one and kind of isolate Chicago on its own as well. Finally, New York City and the state of New York. We have talked to a lot of candidates out of New York. We're going to get some more of them on. But can we start actually making an impact in New York as well, shifting the tide, shifting the pendulum back the other way? I think it's really important. So election time, baby. We'll talk about that a little bit more as the uh, show goes on. Here, unfortunately, there is no candidate to challenge Governor Jared Polis out of uh, Denver or out of Colorado in the Democrats primary. There are two Republicans, and I'm honestly really surprised that Tom Tancredo did not run, although I guess he wouldn't show up on the Republican primary. He'd show up usually as a third party. He ran a couple of times as like the Constitution Party, Independent Party. Big fan of Tom Tancredo, but come on, man. Jump into the Republican side. Let's actually get things done with the large voice that we have and make a difference because you're not doing any good running as a third-party candidate. But there are a lot of decent, good Republicans running across the state uh, in the state of Colorado. We'll talk about a few of those here in just a little bit. Those are the those are the conversations that I think need to be had right now is elections and where the Republicans stand, where the Democrats stand, what the party platforms are going to be moving into the general election. Those, to me at least, are going to be extremely important conversations because right now, as we've said so many times before, Democrats don't have a whole lot to run on. And when they did get a win, they got pushed back a couple of steps because of the Supreme Court decisions from the last few days, both on the church and state separation with the high school football coach yesterday that came out, Friday with the abortion issue and Roe v. Wade, Thursday with the Second Amendment issue against the state of New York and every other state where you have to justify your concealed carry on why you should be able to carry out in public. Those are some major hits on the Democrat side. But the media obviously doesn't want to focus on it. Today, they're in a frenzy. If you haven't paid attention to the media, I don't know that you want to turn it on. It's a major frenzy today because people are losing their minds over the testimony that happened from Cassidy Hutchinson at the January 6th committee hearings that happened today. I got to be honest, I didn't know they were still ongoing. I thought they had <laughs> I thought they had wrapped that committee up and they were done. I know that they weren't going to file criminal charges against President Trump. They were going to hand over the entire case over to the attorney general. And a couple of days ago, I swore that they did like a hearing to recap all the information and the intelligence that they came across and that they found in order to hand over the packet to the AG's office to say, hey, do what you will with it. I didn't know it was still ongoing, but apparently it was because today they had Cassidy Hutchinson, who is a former member of the Trump staff under Mark Meadows. Now, if you remember her, you got to take her with a grain of salt. Because the media is losing their minds. I mean, Fox is running it. Drudge is running it. MSNBC and CNN and all the other left-wing progressive media sites are running it as the main headline that Trump lost his mind on Secret Service. Now, I'm not here to say it didn't happen. I am here to say, however, that she heard this through a third party and she's the one testifying. And I seem to remember 
A similar case a few years ago when they were investigating against Oddly Trump, coincidentally, and his whole Russian collusion, where they never actually had the actual firsthand account individuals with the testimony. It was always the hearsay of the third party of, well, I heard someone say this, or I heard someone who heard this actually tell me this, and that was the evidence that they had against Donald Trump. Now, Cassidy Hutchinson, if you don't remember, she was a member of the staff. We've had her on this program. Because Cassidy Hutchinson worked for the Trump administration. She did something, and I can't remember off the top of my uh, mind what it was. She did something that Trump didn't like. She resigned, and then she wrote a book about why she shouldn't have done what she did and apologized publicly to President Donald Trump and supported his movement, supported what he was doing, and actually came back and said, yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm still working with Trump, and I support what he's doing. I just made a mistake, and Trump had every right to fire me. Now... We're hearing her come out to this committee and give a completely different story on why she's out here doing what she's doing. And this is what she had to say. Tony proceeded to tell me that when the president got in the beast, he was under the impression from Mr. Meadows that the off the record movement to the Capitol was still possible and likely to happen. But that Bobby had more information. So once the president had gotten into the vehicle with Bobby he thought that they were going up to the Capitol, and when Bobby had relayed to him, we're not, we don't have the assets to do it, it's not secure, we're going back to the West Wing. The president had very strong, a very angry response to that. Um, Tony described him as being irate. The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. Mr. Trump then used his free hand to lunge towards Bobby Engel and When Mr. Renato had recounted this story to me, he had motioned towards his clavicles. And was Mr. Okay, let's stop right there for a second. Again, not here to say it didn't happen at all because I wasn't there. I don't know. And if it did happen, then you know what? Probably not the best move on President Donald Trump's uh, mark because that was a bit of an emotional response as opposed to a logical response, which he's usually very good at to a degree. Let's say to a degree. He does have some emotional responses, which is why people say get off the Twitter. Let's break this down, though. First off, again, I seem to remember Congress making a mistake before with the whole Trump collusion, the impeachment of Trump twice from the House of Representatives because they despise Trump because of hearsay, not because of actual factual evidence in firsthand accounts, but because of hearsay from someone having a third or fourth account down the line where they're trying to regurgitate the story. If this is true, why don't they have the guy that actually witnessed it, the Secret Service agent, actually up there testifying in front of the January 6th committee? Why is it Cassidy Hutchinson, the one that worked in the Trump admin, that was let go for whatever reason, that uh, that heard this hearsay through a third party is actually the one testifying, saying, this is what he told me. Why don't they go to the horse's mouth? Why don't they go to the main source here? That's the first point that I had. The second point is, let's assume that this did happen. First off, 
again, don't know if it did or didn't. They should be not taking this uh, as factual evidence, and you know, unless they actually bring the first person up there to actually testify, like the Secret Service agent, which they should. If they do, then you know what? <laughs> it must have happened. But having the hearsay is kind of weird. The second point: Let's assume that this happened with Donald Trump. I could be wrong here again. This is all speculation on my part. This entire conversation is speculation on my part. It just drives me nuts when they're running with things without actually knowing the details here. I was like 90% sure that the president sat in the back of the limos. Is he sitting in the passenger seat? Because I thought two Secret Service guys were in the front seats and the Trumps always sat in the back seat like every other president, which means it's a really long limo. You really expect us to think that Donald Trump reached through the like sliding window there of the protector and reached over and grabbed the steering wheel from the back seat of the limo while going after the guy's throat as well because he was so emotionally enraged. Could have happened. If he was sitting in the front seat or if it was sitting at the front, I guess, and lunged over the seats kind of thing, and he was that, I guess it could have happened. That's just strange to me. Again, I don't know. I could be totally off base here, but that's the red flag that popped up in my mind. I thought the president sat in the back seat of the limousine or what they call the beast with all the heavy metal and all the protection on it. That just seems very strange to me. And I don't want us to be caught off guard where like a year later, we're like, oh, yeah, actually, that was a fabricated story. Because, again, we're not getting the first party objector here. We're getting the third party. The hearsay. Again, they've already pulled this trick on us once. Why do we seem to believe it right now? Third and lastly, if this actually did happen and he ended up not going to the Capitol because Secret Service wouldn't let him, isn't that a good thing? Because if he was there at the Capitol and the quote-unquote insurrection happened when they broke into the Capitol and he was there presently, that would be more incriminating than him not there being like, hey, I did a rally miles away and I had nothing to do at the place. It still doesn't incriminate him for any activity that happened on January 6th, does it? The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. You know I hate talking about this topic. This is ridiculous. It's stupid. It's a waste of time, waste of taxpayer money. It is a waste of Democrats' time and moderate Republicans' time just to try and demonize Trump because they don't have a campaign platform, so all they have to do is try and hurt Trump, which they hope in return would also hurt Republican uh, Republicans that associate with Trump going into election season. That's all this is, and it drives me nuts and annoys me. But the news that broke today is the Cassidy Hutchinson, the former Trump uh, staff worker under Mark Meadows, came out and said that Donald Trump was irate that he wasn't able to go to the Capitol after his speech on January 6th. And uh, that uh, that led to the quote unquote, in, and I use that in air quotes as insurrection because that's ridiculous because no one actually ever got charged with an insurrection. So therefore, it's not an insurrection. It was a quote unquote, according to Democrats, it's a mostly peaceful protest. You can burn down three quarters of a city and still have it be a mostly peaceful protest. So I'm going with that terminology for the January 6th thing. But with this new testimony here, again, I ask, why don't we have the firsthand accounters giving this testimony instead of a third party that was like, yeah, I heard them say this. This is what they told me. That doesn't make any sense. And in fact, they've already gone down that road before and it didn't do them any good. And we found out later that was a big, fat, bold-faced lie. And I don't trust anything that government says or that anything was that said to government publicly that the media tries to run. So this very well could have happened. I don't know. Doesn't make any difference, though, because at the end of the day, this honestly still makes Trump look good not going to the Capitol. So thank you, Secret Service guy, for not allowing Trump to go there. Because if he was there present, two things could have happened. Either there would would have not been any quote-unquote insurrection or the entrance of the Capitol because they all would have just gone to another rally with Trump at the Capitol, or he would have been there and looked really, really bad when it would have happened. So this is honestly good. Regardless of whether he was irate of going to the Capitol or not, this still has zero to prove that he's the one that instigated anything at the Capitol at all. Even with the continued conversation that uh, she said that she heard third party was that he said, they're not there to harm me. They're upset and they want to see me. I need to be there with them and whatever else he said. That doesn't prove anything that he was involved at all. They handled it on their own accord. What we do have is a actual firsthand account and a video that was taken off of social media of him saying, go home. You supported me. I appreciate that. We need to keep it civil. We need to keep it peaceful. We don't need to barge into the Capitol. Go home. Your job is done. Now we need to let the process play out. We have that on on video. We had a tweet before they deleted his Twitter account of him saying that. Then we had a video that was posted on Twitter and social media of him saying that as well. That's what we have. Because he did not want it to go that far. 
He did not anticipate it to go that far of going into the Capitol. And even the ones that did go into the Capitol, it was a very small portion of them that were actually violent in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, you take those as you may, and those individuals need to be punished that were violent. Outside of the ones that were escorted in with the gates being moved and the doors being opened by security, how are you supposed to charge those individuals? But outside of trying to damage his reputation, which can't already be damaged anymore by the left-wing progressives anyways because they despise his guts, what does this testimony have to do with anything regarding those that barged into the Capitol? Like, that's the whole point. The entire point of the investigation for the January 6th committee is to investigate was he part and did he collude with? And right now, all they have are videotapes of people acting stupid, And Donald Trump speaking like five miles away or a mile away or whatever the hell it was earlier before that stuff even happened. And now they have a third party objector here that didn't actually witness it firsthand, but heard about it that said that he wanted to go to the Capitol to be with his his supporters and that he got mad when Secret Service told them no. While that may damage him and looking like a, a little bit of an irrational, you know, reactionary kind of guy, it does nothing, nothing. But yet, man, we got him. We got now we can file those criminal charges. Give me a break, ma'am. Bottom of the hour, Jeff Weniger, right around the corner, candidate for uh, the state treasurer for the state of Arizona. He'll be with us here right after the break, right here on a Tuesday for The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are Reason, Common Sense, Rationale. That's what we try to do all on the radio every single day. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation. One radio listener at a time. Multiple radio stations all over the country. TV, live streaming, podcasting. You can find us all over the place. And we appreciate you hanging out with us like we do every single day, which uh, we never say this enough on radio, but thank you guys for listening. Like TV expects you to just watch their programming radio. You go out of your way to listen to it or to listen to our podcast through our delayed programs or wherever. So thank you for listening. I, last month I made the comment that our ratings are kicking butt, uh, not just with my podcast downloads all across the country, but in the multiple radio stations that we broadcast on in my flagship here in Wichita, Kansas, where I'm based out of doing very, very well. So thank you guys for listening. We love you guys to death. We appreciate it very much. And looking at this month's downloads, by the way, for the 
podcast because we're only in a couple of states right now, but we're growing and we're going to get some more here soon. The top states, California, Ohio, Arizona, Kansas, and... Uh, what's the other one here? Hold on. Oh, Texas. Yeah, you guys are rocking it down in Texas as well. But uh, our next candidate and our next guest on the program, excited to have on, is in from one of those states. What's trending today? And we focused some time over the last couple of weeks on the state of Arizona. Excited to have on the program as he's candidate for the treasurer position, a state treasurer for the great state of Arizona. Excited to have on the program here with us, Mr. Jeff Winnegar. Jeff, how are you, my friend? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show. I love the state of Arizona. I have yet to get down there, but I am dying to get down to Arizona. Uh, But it is such a crucial state. The more and more we look at politics and the elections in November and the swing states, Arizona is always at the top of the list that really makes such an impact on the national stage, doesn't it? Yeah, it really has an independent streak. I mean, I moved here from Wichita, Kansas. I grew up in Wichita. Uh, went to Cape or Mount Carmel. have lots of friends still back there. But right. I moved out here from here to open up restaurants. And everybody here, except for maybe uh, 10 to 20 percent, is from somewhere else. So uh, people move here for the independent life and to kind of uh, do things uh, the way they want to do it. I love that. My only concern is that it's really, really hot down there. <laughs> it's. It, it is insanely hot. I'm on my way to Yuma to speak today, and it's hot there. But luckily, I've gotten up north with this campaign and some of the cooler weather this summer so far. I love it. I love it. Talk about the state right now and, and your candidacy for the state treasurer as well. But just in general, the, the politics and the, the general feel in the state of Arizona right now, I know that on the national stage, like Arizona seems to be really conservative with a lot of its state legislature and a lot of its state elected officials. On the general stage, we've seen... The more moderate candidates, the Jeff Flakes, the John McCain's coming out of there. So it's kind of interesting, it seems like, within the field of the Republican Party. Yeah, there's there's that kind of tug and pull right now, uh, trying to figure out which side of the party kind of wins, if it's going to be a split ticket. Some breaking news is Matt Salmon, uh, who's one of the founders of the Freedom Caucus, got out of the governor's race today. So that really just mm-hmm. leaves two uh, of the main candidates, uh, Carrie Lake, who's kind of a dynamo and a fireball, and Karen Taylor Robeson, who's who's been around here for a long time. Sure. Talk about your candidacy. Obviously, you said you came originally from Wichita, kind of a hometown guy around my parts. But uh, talk about what you've been doing down in Arizona and what led you to run for the state treasurer down there. Yeah, I'm a restaurant owner here. I moved here to open up restaurants 29 years ago, and we still have them going. And I got into politics and just uh, wanted to serve. So I've been in the state legislature the last eight years, really uh, taking on a lot of business issues and uh, trying to cut back on regulation. And uh, I got in the treasurer's race a lot because of it's kind of a, a, a wonky thing, but it's called ESG, environmental social governance. And it's, it's a way that some of these kind of the woke left is sneaking in policies uh, into uh, our system without actually passing laws where they're boycotting, giving any money or liquidity to oil and gas and to the gun industry. And so I want to make sure Arizona uh, taxpayers' money is not going to banks that are refusing to loan money to gun manufacturers and these kinds of things. I don't want uh, companies banding together and and deciding to take away our Second Amendment rights and, and other things like that. 
Yeah, that's a sneaky. It seems like a backdoor end for them to attack it because Arizona really is one of the more pro-Second Amendment states in the country right now still, isn't it? Absolutely. We're a leader in it, but right now uh, the services contract that the current treasurer has has uh, renewed twice is with a bank that absolutely does no business at all with uh, any gun company, any gun manufacturer, or, or even just a, a small gun accessory company. And, you know, in Arizona's constitution, it specifically says that the purpose of government is to protect your rights, to protect your liberties. And I venture to say, if, if you're enabling with our taxpayer money a company to make a lot of profits and then that company turns around and uses some of that liquidity and money to to try to take away our rights then then that's not protecting our citizens rights that is very true talk about obviously being the treasurer's position in arizona talk about budgetary issues for a second i mean as you know probably from here in the state of kansas where you came from the vast majority of our state budget goes towards public education is that the same story down there and are there ways from what you've seen where the state budget could be kind of refined a little bit to get rid of some of that wasteful spending? Yeah, it's something I've focused on for a long time. Yes, uh, uh, over 50% of our budget just goes uh, to education. You know, I, I don't know if every state out there, but we always have people saying we get, you know, we're dead last, we're almost last in how much we fund education. Uh, but we've dramatically increased it. And there is that balance. Uh, we've invested a lot of money into infrastructure this year. Uh, we did the largest tax cut in Arizona history last year, bringing a flat tax of 2.5% uh, income tax to everyone. I ran a bill this year that lowered the personal property tax. We have to pay taxes on our business equipment. So this will help out farmers. This will help out restaurants. And it also helps out dramatically a lot of the larger tech companies we have like Intel and TSMC, because it's across the board, lowered it from 25% on their assets to 2.5%. So that that one's going to be a game changer. We are just, the good thing that we've done, um, and it's the businesses doing it, but I've been a big part of changing this uh, business regulation, the regulatory environment, is we've diversified what kind of businesses we have here. And we have just an array of electric vehicle, and we have uh, you know, these chip manufacturers and just a huge tech business to where we've diversified our economy from just, you know, building and construction like it was 15 years ago. Sure. That is very true. We're talking with Jeff Winninger, candidate for the uh, state treasurer position for the state of Arizona. Find him online at jeffwinninger.com. Just a couple of weeks ago, we talked with a candidate running for attorney general there in Arizona as well. And we talked a lot about immigration, immigration being a major role in not just the politics, but the culture there in Arizona as well. Uh, talk about y your take on this. I mean, obviously, we're seeing the border ransacked by, you know, the Biden administration not wanting to do anything. States trying to figure out ways to take matters into their own hands. Obviously, wouldn't have a whole lot of say as a treasurer's position there. But as a state legislator that's been in Arizona, I mean, what's going on and are things getting any better or are we finding new ways just to handle the issue? Uh, no, things are not getting better. In my role at the state legislature, we just passed a budget that we had to put half a billion dollars of our money to border security because the federal government is not doing its job. I'm heading to Yuma right now where just a few miles from where I go, I'm going, I could literally drive to the border and see people just flowing freely across the border. 
I don't think I, I'm sure you guys get it, but a lot of these northeastern, you know, left leaning states just don't get uh, what's really going on here and uh, how pronounced it is. So we're fighting back against it. I know a lot of the attorney general candidates have a lot of ideas of of how we're going to fight it, but we're we're at the all of the above strategy, doing everything we can uh, to fight it. Like I said, including putting a half a billion dollars. Uh, into the budget for border security. I was going to say, it sounds like it needs to be just relied on by the states because the federal government is not going to fix it anytime soon, and it's going to be an expensive cost to the states, but it seems like we just need to become more independent on this matter, unfortunately. I mean, we do, and it's too bad because it's it's literally disgusting just the invitations that the Biden administration and them are doing uh, and, and pretty much inviting people in, and and then you have tragedies like you saw the think the 30 people who died yesterday in texas it was in the uh you know the truck and then we just constantly have human trafficking uh you know uh, sex trafficking it's it's just horrific what actually goes on down here and not only is the biden administration in uh encouraging it they're they're enabling it they're 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 pretty much inviting people into this misery yeah, it's unfortunate. It's really sad. Jeff, we got just about a minute left here before we let you go, my friend. But for our listeners down in the Arizona area, where are you traveling? How can people find you and how can they help out with the campaign? Yeah, uh, I'm going all over the state. Like I said, heading to Yuma. We go to Tucson. We, we go everywhere. Uh, you can check out my campaign at jeffwenniger.com. Jeff, W-E-N-I-N-G-E-R.com. You can check out my on day one platform of what I'll do. And any of my friends all around the country, especially back there in Wichita, uh, I definitely could use some help on the fundraising side. There's a way to fund, uh, donate right there on there. Or some old friends, give me a call and uh, let's uh, go out and have a beer. I really appreciate you having me on again. Yeah, it's no, it's great. I, I love the fact that you have the tie here to Wichita, where I'm based out of. And I know that Arizona is such an important state, not just for the immigration issue, but with everything else going on as well. So, Jeff, keep up the fight, my friend. We'll get you back on before the primaries in August. How about that? Perfect. Thank you. I'd love to. That sounds good, my friend. It's Jeff Winninger, candidate for state treasurer for the state of Arizona. We'll get him back on the program again soon, and we appreciate his time very much. Got to take a break. We'll wrap up the program today for a post-Monday celebration. We'll talk about that incident. Immigrants dying in the back of a truck. What the heck's going on there, man? Plus, we have the January 6th hearing and Lauren Bulbert going after the separation of church and state. So much to talk about. So little time to do it. We'll do that right here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy hey, Hoosier here, reminding you, not it. only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens awesome. to yeah, bring no, The Voice of Reason live have, uh, every like day on their website at OpsLens.com. On the OpsLens app that uh, you can download on any of your smartphones or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. Last few minutes of the show already flows right on by. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks again to Jeff Winnegar coming on the program. JeffWinnegar.com is the website. Candidate for state treasurer in the state of Arizona. Andy, I don't lose in Arizona. I don't care about them. I'm telling you, Arizona is going to be a major state this year. That was one of those that was in the realm of consideration of the potential voter fraud with the 2020 presidential election. They have been ones where Arizona Republicans, I'm telling you, I'm calling out right now. You guys have a lot on your plate because the platform that you set sets the tone for a lot of other Republicans around the country. You guys rock it with the state legislature. You're kind of like here in Kansas. The, uh, I mean, Kansas, we have right now we have an awesome senator. We have a couple awesome representatives. So not right now, but in the past, we've had like the state legislature here is awesomely conservative. And then whatever we put up to Washington, D.C. are these middle of the road, rhino, wishy-washy kinds of guys. We still have one up there right now that on my local, like uh, for those that don't listen in the state of Kansas, I've been on the radio here in Kansas for about seven years. And Wichita is the largest radio market in the state of Kansas. I am the only talk show host in the city of Wichita outside of another guy, but he's on like a Sunday evening program and it's not that big, but uh, I've been the only talk show host for seven years in Wichita and this Senator, I'm not mentioning his name on this national broadcast has never come on my show. I've talked with every letter, every other state and national legislator from the state of Kansas has not come on my show. This guy. And I've called him out for it many times, and he just will go because he's a very moderate, middle-of-the-road candidate, and I've been very critical of him over the years, so that's probably why. So, Arizona, you're kind of in the same boat. You guys have some of the strongest gun laws in the country. You guys are working on a plan to try and actually stop some of the crazy immigration issues going on in the state and actually clean it up to where people have an access to come here legally easier and people aren't dying in the back of trucks trying to be smuggled in because they're that desperate. You guys are working on it at a state level and taking matters into your own hands. But then when you send individuals up to Washington, D.C., we've seen the John McCains, we've seen the Jeff Flakes, we've seen some really moderate candidates that have been disasters in D.C. Like... Where's the where's the disconnector? You guys rock it at the statewide level, but the federal level is a completely different story. At the same time, I get it because we've gone through the same thing here in Kansas where I'm based out of as well. It's just a different beast up there, unfortunately. That is one of the headlines I did want to mention today, unfortunately, in our latest in what's trending. 
What's trending today? So, headline from CNN. Those guys, 51 migrants are dead after being found inside a sweltering semi-truck in San Antonio, Texas. More individuals were hospitalized as well, but with uh, illegal immigrants trying to cross the border and being smuggled into by a truck, a, a trailer issue, a semi-truck, they found 51 dead. That's that's horrible. That breaks my heart. I saw that earlier today, and just to, it just shakes your head like, what's going on? And Texas Governor Greg Abbott, according to Fox News, said that all of it in those deaths are on the hands of Joe Biden, which I would have to concur. This Look, here's the thing. We can write new immigration reform and legislation in Congress all we want. We can do it from a conservative standpoint. We can do it from the liberal standpoint. We can give complete amnesty. We can lock everything down and deport all the illegal. Wherever you stand on that spectrum, Congress can pass whatever they want to. Here's the thing. We have massive immigration laws on the books already. Tons of them. And every law that we pass thereafter is going to be reinforcing the laws that are already on the books, kind of like gun control with what they've done. We can't pass any more gun control. All we can do is reinforce the laws that are already on the books. Make sure they do a background check. Make sure that, you know, a bad guy is not getting it. Make sure they actually do the, uh, you know, the pass of the universal. I mean, they say universal background check. We already have background checks. I mean, all you can do is just say, no, you're not allowed to have it, which is complete confiscation. And that's illegal and unconstitutional. They can't do a whole lot more. Immigration is the same way. If we would just enforce the laws on the books, make sure that smuggling is not happening. Make sure that the illegal crossing is not happening to the criminal extent that the cartels are running everything. If we make it easier for individuals to come in legally, like Joe, like Donald Trump wanted to do, what do you say? Open the big, beautiful door. We wanted a big, beautiful wall, but we wanted to open the big, beautiful door for people to come in legally. Remember that conversation? If we would enforce the laws on the books without writing anything new, we wouldn't see 51 people dead in the back of a semi-truck because that is heartbreaking. It is devastating. And I put it solely on the fact that the Biden administration and the Democrats and Kamala Harris, who was supposed to be the immigration czar, by the way, failed miserably in stopping cartels from doing illegal cartel activity. Let citizens or people come in, not citizens, obviously, but people come in that need to come in legally, stop the cartels from controlling the borders and get your into gear. Make it happen. Because those deaths are on your hands, Democrats, who have tried to open things up and allow cartels to ransack that place and dominate and control everybody that's trying to come into this country to make a better life for themselves. It's heartbreaking, it's devastating, and it's infuriating. Back at it tomorrow for The Voice of Reason. We'll see you. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.